I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Jet setting all over the country to give you outstanding Browns coverage. She is our next guest. She is on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. She is the one, the only, Mary Kay Cabot from the Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com, and she is here right now. Hi, Mary Kay. Hi, Mary Kay. Hey, guys. How you doing? How are you? How was the trip, man? I want to hear all about the Super Bowl. How was it? Yeah, you know what? It was a great week. It was really amazing. I started out the week by uh, going to the Chiefs' availability on, on Wednesday, and there I talked to Travis Kelsey for a good long while, asked him all the Cleveland questions. I could bark out at him as, as loudly as I could in that scrum. And then, uh, you know, I talked to others such as Chris Jones about Miles Garrett, um, I talked to you know a lot of different a lot of different guys about Miles Garrett and about uh, a lot of different things. So it was it was really cool. And then uh, you know just as you move through the week, you go into the whole NFL honors, which was a, a great night, very cool. Uh, the red carpet, very very exciting. And so yeah, it, it was a fun week. How was a Vegas Super Bowl, Mary Kay, and how did it differ from other Super Bowls that you've covered? Well, you know, just the week alone, Vegas is larger than life in every way. You walk around and you see the Sphere, which is just an amazing venue. Uh, you know, you see that lit up uh, in the, the helmets of, of Kansas City and San Francisco. And, you know, that would alternate there. I mean, it, you know, it, it was surreal. Let me just say that. It was just a surreal week. Everything was lit up. Everything was neon. Everything was you know, loud and crazy. <laughs> it was it was really something else. I mean, Vegas is sort of tailor-made for hosting a Super Bowl. The only thing that they need to get right in the future is it's very, very difficult to get down the strip if you are in any kind of a bus or any kind of a vehicle. And I was going back and forth to, um, you know, the team venues in Henderson via bus and stuff like that. It was just hard. It was hard to get to one of the buses – on the way to NFL honors on Thursday evening, uh, it took them an, a full hour to get there. And I'm so glad I went earlier in the afternoon to do the red carpet because I, you know, I would have missed some of those first awards. So from that standpoint, you know, they need to figure out the traffic a little bit and maybe build some more trams or something. Cause it's a boom town out there, but just in terms of restaurants and entertainment and things to do. I mean, one of my, uh, Last night's there, I went to see a Cirque show, and it was fabulous, like they all are. And um, so, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. All right, let's go back to NFL Honors. Walk me through that experience and what that was like, and then to see, you know, the Browns pull off, you know, a Grand Slam with four awards. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh, I did. I went over and did the red carpet, and I actually uh, did a lot of videos from the red carpet. I, I focused more on 
uh, getting video interviews. And I actually did the writing that evening because I felt like that was something unique that I could get since I was actually there. So um, that was my sort of strategy or approach. And, you know, Miles Garrett was being pulled in a million different directions as he was walking down that red carpet. But, of course, he was nice enough and gracious enough to come over and talk to me for a minute before he went in. Even though uh, ESPN was trying to pull him away from me, he was like, no, I'm, I'm doing this first. <laughs> and that was so nice of him. I was like, yes, you know, uh, because, you know, we all work so hard out there to get it right for, you know, for everybody with our coverage and everything. So I thought that was a really nice and cool gesture by him. Take that um, ESPN. Take that. <laughs> well, he, you know, he went. They were looking for a prediction, a Super Bowl prediction from him, right. and they were like, "No, just, just give us, just give us the prediction. Just give us the." And he was like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this first. That's cool. And, That's uh, awesome. Right? I mean, wasn't that cool? Well, you know, between uh, him and and Joe Flacco and the way they talked about the city during their speeches, I, I, I mean, I, I just, I was, you know, it makes you proud to be a Clevelander when you hear those guys say those things. Yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. So there was that, and then um, then I got so many other people on the red carpet. It was it was a very very uh, cool event to be able to do that. I got Joe on the red carpet. I got Jim Schwartz coming down the red carpet with his lovely wife Kathy. Um, I got who else did I get on the red carpet? I got a number of. I got Rodney McLeod talking about Miles Garrett, um, and then on Radio Row a couple times. You know, I got different guys like. Elijah Moore, I haven't written that yet. Um, but again, I tried to do video and show people what it was kind of like to be there. So on our on our YouTube channel, you can see all of those. I think I ended up doing like 15 uh, short YouTube shorts from that night and from the week. So it was kind of fun to do it like that. But the red carpet was very exciting, very cool. Um, you know, just the whole atmosphere it was like being at the the oscars it really was it was glitz and glamour and everyone was you know dressed to the nines and oh i I talked to jok on the red carpet too about the fact that he won best dressed arrival so i got a little video with him and took a photo of him in his amazing um you know african garb which is just so elaborate and beautiful every single week of the season and um you know, I got to talk to him about Miles Garrett and and Jim Schwartz and stuff like that. So it was um, it was quite an event. It was quite a week. That's that's really cool. We chatted earlier. The 49ers have caught a lot of grief, Mary Kay, since because some of the players said we didn't know the overtime rules. All right, they they probably should have been coached up on the rules. But Kyle Shanahan knew the rules, and I, I wonder. Do you think it affected the players at all that if they didn't know the rules? I mean, they're they're still trying to stop Kansas City, aren't they? They're still still trying to score a touchdown. I, I am surprised that they've caught so much grief about it, and that Shanahan is catching grief because he took the football, which is just a choice. His analytics people said I want it third, and Andy Reid's analytics people said we'd like to, you know, we would have deferred. What, what do you think about all that? Well, first of all, you know, I, I know that Kyle Shanahan's players think the absolute world of him and know how smart and good he is. So I was a little surprised to hear all of the players saying, we didn't know anything about these rules. And because it, it really unwittingly, I'm sure throws your coach under the bus. And, and I don't think uh, that they meant to do that. Really. I don't think that they would have wanted to do that, but that's how it came off. Um, And then as far as, as Kyle, I mean, at least he had 
a, a sound reason for doing what he did. It, you know, it, it wasn't without thought. It wasn't without consultation with their analytics people. They wanted it third in case, you know, it was score matching score on those first two drives. So, uh, you know, there, there was a method, a method to his madness. Uh, but in the, you know, in the final analysis, of course, you know, I'm sure that he would do it differently next time. Uh, Mary, how'd you like covering the Kelsey beat between the two, between the brothers and everything else that was going on? You know, I didn't spend a whole, whole bunch of time on the Kelsey beat um, because we, you know, we were already working on a couple of Kelsey stories back here. So, um, you know, Ashley Bassock did one on, you know, the whole just branding of Travis and Taylor and then a column as well. So I really, uh, I did mostly, you know, video with him talking about um, Miles, and then I did a story on him. I did ask the Cleveland questions. You know, I just asked about how Cleveland shaped him. I asked him how much he has left in the tank, and then, of course, I had to ask for all my Swifty friends, um, you know, if he is working hard to bring the Eras Tour to Cleveland Brown Stadium. So I did that little post on, on Sunday morning, but I didn't have to follow Travis around everywhere and 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 go that whole route because um you know that that would have been probably just taking up the whole entire week and you know when I go to the Super Bowl I always focus on brown centric stories that's what our readers care about right so pretty much almost everything that I wrote had something to do with the browns um, except for that Travis story that I was telling you about, and that was Cleveland-centric. But, you know, a lot of it came down to, um, you know, what T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt, their response to Miles Garrett winning NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and Micah Parsons coming out in defense of Miles. And then in addition to that, I talked to Joe Flacco on the red carpet about how he felt about, you know, beating out, because at that point we really kind of knew, um, you know, about beating out DeMar Hamlin for um, comeback player of the year. And I talked to, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I talked to one of the AP voters, Shereen Williams. She's also a Hall of Fame voter, um, you know, with me and, and that group. Um, I talked to her about the whole thing, and she was appalled that eight of the 50 voters left DeMar Hamlin off their ballot altogether. And, you know, the the scoring was just kind of odd, and it lent itself to Joe beating out DeMar. And, you know, Shireen even mentioned that, you know, the scoring system needs to be tweaked. I mean, he got uh, – DeMar got 21 first-place votes, and Joe got 13, and Joe won. And even Joe felt awkward about that. So, you know, that's something that has to be looked at. Yeah, there was at one point when he accepted the award, I thought, I wonder if he's going to hand it over to him. And say, hey, here's a chance where you can realize that there are much that there are things much bigger in life than football. I I don't know. Went through my mind. I was like, I wonder if he'll do that. But I understand why he accepted the award and did what he did too. I mean, it was kind of a weird spot. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I I I wondered about that myself a little bit, but um, but you know, it was it was his opportunity, obviously, to you know to accept a, a beautiful award for yeah. a, a time in his life that was also very very important to him i mean he thought that his career could possibly be over and no one thought he had anything left in the tank and he came back and did what he did and it was remarkable and so i do think that um you know that he was proud of it and the people in his life 
are proud of it. And he probably accepted it more so for his family than even for himself. But, um, but yeah, it was, that was kind of, it, it was a difficult situation because I think uh, pretty much everyone, including Joe, including Joe, feels like DeMar Hamlin should have won that award. Yeah, that was the ultimate comeback, Mary Kay. <laughs> you know, yes. if you think about it, that's, that's yeah. the ultimate comeback. Yes, and they're talking about there is some talk. I saw Rich Eisen and some others uh, suggest that they should name that Comeback Player of the Year award after DeMar Hamlin, and it would be very ironic to name it after someone who didn't win it. Didn't win it, yeah. But, you know, maybe there would be some consolation in it. Uh, but, yeah, that was, um, you know, I, I have to think that they're going to look at the scoring after that situation. Browns are going to sit back and, and get things rolling here shortly. Mary Kay, you mentioned Joe Flacco. Is Joe, is Joe signing with any team quickly or is he signing here quickly? What, what do you think happens there? You know what? That's, you know, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I, probably will be writing this today I did talk to him about how much he does want to come back here and I almost think that that he would take this opportunity before waiting out a chance to go somewhere else just because he loved it here so much so I could see it happening if they make him the right offer uh, you know I could see him perhaps accepting it now having said that I do think that you know there could be teams that saw enough in Joe Flacco in that final five regular season games to say, hmm, maybe this guy can come out, come in and, uh, you know, give one of our guys a run for their money or be a bridge quarterback to a rookie or something like that. So he probably will have some opportunities. I'm sure those discussions are already underway in a back channel sort of fashion. And uh, I think he'll have other opportunities besides coming back here as Deshaun's backup. Barry Kidd, one of the other stories that, that kind of percolated while you were gone is this whole thought of uh, perhaps building a dome or another stadium out of Brook Park. I, I'm sure you heard all this stuff. I'm just, I'm just wondering what you think, even if it is a story or even if it isn't a story, what you think. Well, I mean, it's interesting, and I'm sure that, you know, there is, there is some negotiating aspect to it. Uh, but this is just all in, you know, what goes on when you're trying to get a new stadium or a renovated stadium uh, in your city. It goes on, you know, pretty much in every city. You explore options, you, you know, use strategies. There are all kinds of things that, that happen in that regard. Um, but from everything that I've heard from, you know, from day one, that it was, you know, a renovation is what they're trying to do. And that, you know, a new stadium outside of downtown Cleveland really was not, in the cards until, you know, this past week. So, you know, we'll have to see if, if, if there's a ton to it or if there's not. And, you know, it's going to play out over the next few months for sure. Mary Kay, as you watched the Super Bowl, as you, you know, wrote about it afterwards, as you let it all sink in, did you take anything out of it that directly applies to the Browns? That what you think, hmm, that tells me something. Yeah, I did. And I wrote about it um, yesterday. And basically the, the column or the story that I wrote is that, you know, the bar is set at Patrick Mahomes for Deshaun Watson. And I just, every time I think about Patrick Mahomes, it takes me back to the 2017 draft when the Browns, you know, they just were not uh, all on the same page in terms of their quarterback evaluations whatsoever. And therefore, 
you know, they missed Patrick. They didn't realize what, what Patrick was all about. He was coming out of that air raid Cliff Kingsbury offense. Nobody really knew how it was going to translate to the NFL. And, and they didn't, they didn't see it in him and they didn't see uh, what Deshaun was going to become either. And, you know, they, they made a great choice of miles Garrett at number one, but they could have had one of those other quarterbacks as well. They would have had it traded up to get um, Patrick, but they certainly had the ammunition to do it. So I wrote about that for today. My takeaway is that Deshaun, uh, you know, Deshaun's got to go out there and be almost as good as Patrick uh, to try to get past him and win Super Bowls for this team. And that's, of course, why they went out and they got Deshaun Watson is so that he could compete with the Patricks of the world and the Josh Allens. And and now it's time. And so hopefully for the Browns and for the their fans that he will come back 100% healthy from the shoulder surgery so he can go out and do just that for them. Hey, you know, it's funny. We sit here and we talk about Coach of the Year for Kevin Stefanski, but based on everything you just said, how much pressure is on Kevin now? Especially when you go back and look at the last 13 months, or it, it, within 13 months they changed every one of their coordinators. The pressure on Kevin for next year. Well, I think it all comes down to Deshaun. I mean, if Deshaun is who he is, who they believe he is, or is returns to his three-time Pro Bowl form, then I, I don't think it's necessarily – a bunch of pressure on Kevin. I think it's an opportunity for Kevin. I think it's a chance for him to show off his play calling chops a little bit. He hasn't had a chance to do that. I think he should retain play calling duties. I want to see what he's got when he's got Deshaun Watson to call plays for, for a whole season. We haven't seen that yet. Um, So I think it's, I think it's a chance for him uh, to do some cool and creative things like, uh, like the corn dog shuttle on the goal line. And, you know, I want to see it. So I, I hope that they get to do that together. Mary Kay, as always, thank you for your time. Great stuff coming out of Las Vegas last week. We look forward to reading everything else that you'll be writing about, what's going on with the Super Bowl as we get ready for free agency and we get ready for the new NFL year. Uh, a lot of exciting things straight ahead, and we'll be reading you every day in the Plain Dealer. Cleveland.com. Thank you so much, Mary Kay. Thanks, Mary Kay. Thank you, guys. All right, we will talk to you soon. Mary Kay Cabot, super friend of the show. And, of course, she was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We'll make Jeff Thomas do it next. In fact, we'll make him do it right now with the 2020 update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Cavs' nine-game winning streak came to a close last night to Philadelphia without Joel Embiid. Close game, though. They got it down to the wire, even though they were losing by 10 with about a minute and a half to go, somewhere around there. But, man, they fought hard, especially after three games on the road where they were able to win and that nine-game winning streak. Where do the Cavs stand right now with one game to go before the All-Star break? We turn to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We bring in the expert. He is from HoopsWire.com. He is Sir Sam Amico. What do you think? I just knighted you. I I appreciate that. I haven't been knighted in a few years now, so thank you. Sounds like a personal problem. Sounds like something you do. It definitely the, is. The night you turn 21, you get knighted. Maybe that's what you should. In this country, that's, at least. Yeah. Sammy, let's talk about some basketball right now. How about the Cavaliers? Um, you know, I don't think there's – I mean, I, there's always good wins and bad wins. But last night, I don't think last night was a bad loss. They battled, man. They really battled in the end there. When I thought they could have easily just laid down and said, now oh, we're down 10, forget about it, it's over. Yeah, they uh, – you know, they were down seven. You mentioned that, Andy. Ten, ten with uh, a minute left, seven with – Seven with, what, 58 seconds left, yeah. and uh, Philly had the ball, and they, they really battled back. You know, and after the game, Donovan Mitchell said that was a game we deserved to lose. You know, Philly was shorthanded, and we came out flat, and uh, they just did not have it last night early, the Cavs. And, uh, you know, look, 82-game season, you're going to have five or six stinkers, probably closer to 10 to 12. But that was one of them. Philly really came to play without Embiid, without Tobias Harris, and they have Cavs killers and Buddy Heald and Kelly Oubre and Tyrese Maxey. Those guys have been Cavs killers their whole career, no matter where they've been. So it just, you know, it was one of those nights where everything went right for the other guys and nothing went right for the Cavs. Sam, I I watch the team and I, I think this, okay, can we get to the playoffs? Because I, I, they're playing great basketball. They're moving the ball. They've incorporated other guys. Evan Mobley's back. I'd, I'd still love to see him get more shots. But it, but it's the team to me right now is just screaming. Let's see. Let's get to the playoffs and let's let's see what this does in in the postseason. Because I I don't know that it's not going to get any better than it is right now in the regular season. They've just played great ball. That's exactly what I've been thinking is this team has been playing so well, you get a little concerned, you know, will they be able to do this in the playoffs? If they do, they're going places, you know. Um, but you have you have a few months left to sustain this. you got one more game than the All-Star break. And uh, this is not a fair comparison, but if you remember a couple years ago, Evan Mobley's rookie year, when they were really killing it, the Cavs, before the All-Star break. And then they had all kinds of injuries after the All-Star break. And then they got into the play-in tournament and just weren't healthy enough. They didn't have Jared Allen. They didn't have the experience then either. But they got to the playoffs, and it just they weren't playing their best basketball uh, at that point. And that, some of it was circumstances, lack of experience. Now, 
I think they're much more experienced after playing the Knicks last year. They're much more physical. And, you know, I think it's good that they lose a game to the Sixers at home every here and there because that keeps you awake and, you know, it keeps you from getting on too big of a roll where your heads get too big and you get in the playoffs and that's a problem. So they're in a very good spot right now, and I think they're showing a lot of promise for the playoffs. And I think that's what matters most, really. Um, but, yeah, there's always a little concern. Are they going to be this good in April when it means the most? All right, you've had a couple of games to look at the chemistry, especially post-injury. Where does the chemistry need to go? I, I mean, they won all those games, so I, I, may, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking just a little bit, but where do you want to see the chemistry of this team go uh, as far as the, the last third of the season? Oh, I think it's, I think it's been fantastic, really. It was even good last night. Last night, the problem was not offensive chemistry uh, as much as it is, you know, when they lose games like that, it's because they've come out flat defensively. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think that's where they really hang their hat. But I've really enjoyed watching them play, and I think that that's where they're kind of taking a great deal of pride is sharing the ball uh, and, and really moving the ball. I've been impressed with Garland since he's come back from his jaw injury, more impressed than I've ever been in his career because he's forcing nothing. you know. And I think that as well as Donovan Mitchell plays, he's, he's been willing, Garland has been willing to take a, you know, kind of a step back. And that, that's a big deal. That, that takes a lot when you're a really good player. I'm with Jeff. like to see Evan Mobley get more touches and more shots. He had a great first half last night didn't see the ball a whole lot in the second half. So they have some kinks that they have to work out offensively. But but for them, their success begins and ends with their defense. And frankly, guys, this is going to sound crazy. I think they missed Dean Wade a little bit last night. They didn't have anybody really to, to shut down those wings, and he's done an outstanding job uh, defensively. Sam Amico joining us from HoopsWire.com. Sam, the trade deadline came and went. Cavs didn't make a move you have the buyout market now in the nba and there's some interesting guys out there but the Cavs have shown without mobley and without garland and now those guys are back that there seems to be plenty of depth on the roster do you think they have an interest in anybody who might be out there and is there anybody you would target i i think that they're exploring the possibility of adding a big man um i i, I think they wouldn't mind also adding a player who's, you know, a veteran point guard off the bench. They they obviously were kind of hoping that Ty Jerome would be able to play that role. I have no, frankly, no idea what's going on with him. I don't, I mean, it sounded like it was a sprained ankle, but sprained ankles, that, that was re-injured, but that doesn't keep you out an entire season. So uh, it's been, it's been interesting that you forget that Ty Jerome was even signed, um, it's been interesting how that's kind of been kept a big secret. So I don't know, but I can tell you that it seems like those are the two areas they would like to address. Jeff, here's the problem. When you're going to sign a guy, you're going to tell him, yeah, you're not really going to play unless there's injuries. You know, I mean, they are going 10 deep right now and, and there are injuries. So, you know, but that's the pitch is, Probably so. That's why they're signing guys to ten-day deals. We saw Pete Nance and and uh, now Zaire Smith. I, I think they want to give these guys an opportunity if there are injuries 
to to get some minutes, but it's going to be tough. You know, th- there's going to be a ton of names out there, Marcus Morris and, and guys, veteran guys like that. I don't think they have any interest in anybody who could potentially cause issues in the locker room by not playing. Yeah. And I, I think they'll stand mostly pat, frankly. Um, as the Cavs start rolling towards the playoffs here, what do you think? What, what do you think of J.B. Bickerstaff, and what do you think J.B. learned last year against the Knicks as we get closer to the playoffs this year? Yeah, no, I think he's done uh, – the key to coaching in the NBA is to get your players to buy what you're selling. That's that's the key. Everybody has good philosophies. I mean, the, there's no shortage of training for these coaches, you know, when, when you're talking about coaching clinics and, and visiting with other NBA coaches and learning from them. I think he's done a masterful job at earning his players' respect. I think his system is good. I think his rotation is good. I don't have, you know, usually at this point of the year, I'm thinking, what is this coach thinking? Why isn't he playing this guy more? Why, you know, why are they defending like they have been? The system's terrible. Uh, I, I don't ever think that about JP, and I think he's got a he's got a good system in place offensively. He's selling the guys on. Look, we're gonna we're gonna win games if we share the basketball, and everybody's gonna get touches. So I think that they've played number two, number two, a lot smarter this season, and number one, a lot more physical this year, which they needed to do. And uh, he's he's played a big role in that. So Andy, I give him an A. I know that that's rare in the world of coaching. But, yes. What are you doing? Uh, Really? You're know. giving him an A? No, I'm just kidding. At least until the playoffs. Then, you know, grades change in April, but hopefully he'll continue to get an A, and I give the, the entire team and organization an A. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sam Amico joining us from HoopsWire.com. HoopsWire.com. With uh, Mobley out, Jared Allen took on a bigger role. Did the Cavs, and that might have been out of necessity, with that in mind, here Evans back, Jarrett's back, still playing, Darius is back. Did the Cavs discover Jarrett Allen during that stretch, Sam, from an offensive standpoint? Did Jarrett discover himself, or was it just a situation of circumstance that they had to get him the ball more? I'd like to think, and I think they'd like to think it's both, 
that Jared discovered more about himself and that, that uh, the, you know, the Cavs really found a little that he's even better than expected and uh, better offensively uh, when he gets the opportunity. So, uh, again, he was fantastic against the Sixers. Uh, just I, I think that he has found a way to put up points and, you know, obviously he's going to get a lot of rebounds and defend very well. But I think he's, he's become an offensive threat when Mobley went out. And the great thing is Jared Allen doesn't need the ball to do that. I was at the game last night. You walk away, you look at Jared Allen having another double-double, and it was like, boy, he did that. I, did, I barely even noticed. So it's really nice for every team to have a guy who's going to hit double figures, maybe hit 20 points without needing the basketball. And uh, I, I think it's been a little of both. He, he's really looked like an all-star since Evan Mobley went down with his injury and since Evan Mobley's come back. So that's just another great thing for them when it comes to playoff time. Is there a team in the Eastern Conference that you're thinking, okay, this is a team that nobody wants to play coming up in, in the playoffs? And I, I don't mean one of the top teams, Sam, Boston or the Cavs right now, Milwaukee, who seem to be figuring it out under Doc Rivers. Is there anybody down below who would be a bad first-round matchup for one of those top teams? Yeah, I, I still got to stick with the Miami Heat. You know, I, mean, I thought that even before you mentioned Boston, Milwaukee, I just thought, yeah, yeah you, know, you don't want to play Miami because they really managed to turn it on in the playoffs like they did last season. They're probably going to enter the playoffs as a lower seed. And uh, they know what, you know, Spolster is, does a magnificent job with matchups and those type of things. As we saw, you know, <clears throat> they went from the eight seed last year to the finals. So they're going to finish below the Cavs, and, you know, they could match up in the first round. So that's that's a team, I, and it's not just the Cavs. It's Boston, Milwaukee's of the world, uh, the Phillies if they get Joel Embiid back. Uh, th- that's a team that you don't want to see. New York, I, I, I know New York's playing really well since they've made the trades when they're healthy, um, and those were some great trades getting in, you know, and Bogdanovich and Burks. Uh, over the last couple of months, I, I just I'm just not sold on the Knicks quite yet. But uh, my answer is Miami. That'd be the team I would not in the Eastern Conference not want to see in the playoffs. Sammy, you are a dear, dear, dear friend of the show, and we always appreciate you. And we're reading you on HoopsWire.com all of the time. Thanks, Sam. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. All Thanks, right. buddy. He is Sam Amico, and he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Hotline. Let's talk more Cavs when we come back. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 